look, this was six, seven years of trial and error and figuring out what was going to work and what wasn't going to work. And and it's not like we just sat down one day. I, I have a, a podcast episode in my podcast called Stop Searching for Unicorns. Uh, <laughs> and the whole and the whole point in that is, is uh, there is no unicorn out there. There is no system. There is no s- specific marketing technique that automatically works for somebody, right? It's yes. about what's your manpower, what's your skill set, um, what's your ab- availability to be able to follow up with the seller's and put yourself in the right position. And when you do that, that's when you'll see that next level of success. But yeah, this was not a overnight type of thing. It, it took a lot of work and, and trial and error to figure it out. Mike check. Good. Mike check. Mike check. You can read about success all day long, but if you don't put in the work, the mindset, execution, and the hustle behind your vision, it just remains a dream. When everything goes wrong, you have to take all the responsibility. We uncover what high-level entrepreneurs, business owners do to rise up from hustling daily. So do what you feel passionate about. Take chances. The world becomes your library to help you become better at your craft. Join me as I share with you actionable tips to help you grow your business, learn skills, and help you level up in your self-development journey. Your number one spot for business and personal growth is the Online Hustlers Podcast with your host, Esteban Andrade. Every day I'm hustling. For the listeners here, some of them are experienced, highly experienced investors, but a lot of them, they're maybe just starting out or they've been in the game for some time, kind of like scared of taking some chances, some some risks here and there. And you mentioned that you do virtual wholesaling. A lot of people yeah. are truly not even comfortable about the whole concept of going outside of an area they're, they're, they don't know about. Uh, just they're, they don't want to go up above that backyard type of uh, right type of thing. So what really made you uh, go outside and, and how did you even handle going outside of your even areas? What, what makes you so, so good at doing that right now? Well, I, I think first and foremost, being in a market like Dallas, Fort Worth, which is one of the most competitive markets to be in, um, that will make you look outside the box on, hey, what is going to allow us to go get the type of volume and the revenue that we really want, right? Um, instead of beating my head against the wall and saying, hey, I have to do this right here in my backyard, I don't. Um, there's nothing that that forces us to do that. And, and when we decided to go into other markets, specifically Northeast, Midwest, and the Sunbelt areas, those are kind of that little horseshoe shape right there is, is kind of our, our niche area. Um, we were able to find that, hey, there's there's really mo- highly motivated sellers there, right? And so the struggles that you have to overcome is boots on the ground and and finding buyers and how are you going to handle showings? And, and that really just comes down to processes, right? Understanding uh, everybody needs to understand their role and how we handle those situations. And, and I get the questions all the time, right? Like, how do you handle boots on the ground in Indianapolis, Indiana? Well, we, we go and we hire a photographer for 50 bucks. Um, that's, that's as simple as there. There you go. You got your pictures. You got your recon done on the property. Um, and then as far as finding buyers, there's, you know, utilizing social media um, and, and cold calling with virtual assistants um, with purchasing uh, cash buyers list for PropStream and Propelio and Batch Leads. Look, these are, these are the ways that we solve those problems. And it's just an everyday occurrence that makes us a little bit better. Uh, but really, 
at the end of the day, it comes down to we just didn't have the fear of not being able to figure out how to be a virtual wholesaler. We just implemented solutions across the board, and that's what's enabled us to be where we are today. Love that, man. Uh, I mean, a, a lot of people, um, they get into the game thinking that I have to know how to calculate air, RV, MAO. I have to know how to calculate repairs and I have to know how to do this. But at the end of the day, if you think about this type of uh, business, which is wholesaling, it's, it's a game where you require, in my opinion, two to three different things. Lead generation. So you, if you know how to do lead generation and if you know how to do sales, so that that lead generation can be uh, can be taken from uh, someone knocking your door or saying yes, I'm interested. Let's do business, all the way to uh, disposition that property. So you have to know how to do sales, but you also have to have systems in place. Right. So so that you are you're actually having a way that makes sense with with these processes, such as you 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 mentioned. Um, and, and is this something you've built out like? It's just something. Tell me about um, about the, the things that you've done to truly take care of those aspects of the business. Yeah, I mean, look, I I spent sixty five thousand dollars on education with one of those hotel seminars that basically told me go buy properties off the MLS and slap them on Craigslist, and that's how you dispo them. Okay, that's that was the education I got for sixty five thousand dollars back in twenty fourteen. Okay, so along the way. We had to make a lot of mistakes and and trial and error to figure out how to get to where we are today. I mean, I at this point in time, we've we've done every sort of marketing that you could possibly do. You know, direct mail, uh, Facebook ads, PPC, SEO, uh, cold calling, RVMs, you know, SMS, and we've determined, hey, this is our marketing flow now. You know, for us, it's all it starts with pulling our list inside of batch leads. We skip trace it there. Then we do SMS. Then we do cold calling inside a batch dialer with virtual assistants. And and the the continuance of that marketing flow would be we would go into RVMs and direct mail. We just we don't have a need for more leads, so we aren't going past what we're doing with SMS and cold calling. Outside of hey, we are also running PPC ads that are inbound leads as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, the, the, this was six, seven years of trial and error and figuring out what was going to work and what wasn't going to work. And and it's not like we just sat down one day. I, I have a, a podcast episode on my podcast called Stop Searching for Unicorns. Uh, <laughs> and, the whole, and the whole point in that is, is uh, there is no unicorn out there. There is no system. There is no s- specific marketing technique that automatically works for somebody, right? It's yes. about what's your manpower, what's your skill set, um, what's your ab- availability to be able to follow up with the sellers and put yourself in the right position. And when you do that, that's when you'll see that next level of success. But yeah, this was not a overnight type of thing. It, it took a lot of work and, and trial and error to figure it out. Love that. I love to touch base on that. Um, uh, right after this, I want to, I want to really understand what are you potentially doing really good so that listeners here, uh, could potentially be like, Hey, look, I'm, I'm I've been doing this the whole time uh right. wrong or just spinning my wheels. Why why don't I just go ahead and try what RJ Bates the third is doing? And right. and w- what is making him like being the uh winner of the closers Olympics? But I believe uh now we're talking talk, talk we're talking here sales. We're talking here closing deals. 
you when you started back when you were a contractor, were were you like that's that type of salesperson? Like have had that been in you, or you you started started to, you had to start it whenever you started wholesale business, right? How how's how's that? How did that grow in you? Yeah, I I think there was a point in time where I tried to be more of a salesman, and and where I am now, and in what you'll see if you watch any of my videos where I talk to sellers or in the closers Olympics, I'm I'm real, I'm raw, I'm authentic. I mean, in the closers Olympics, I literally tell the seller when she when she comes up with the objection of hey, I want my husband to look over the contract and I'll sign it later tonight. I literally tell her, I'm in a competition with my buddies right now and I need to get a signed contract in the next 20 minutes. So is there any chance you could go get your husband and look at it now? Two minutes later, she signs the contract. Um, I don't think that the, the problem that I think people run into when it comes to sales and closing, specifically as a wholesaler, is They're trying to play some kind of mental manipulation game where they're trying to convince them to do something instead of just solving their problem, having a real conversation, and literally use the words on how can we make this a win-win situation for both of us. And when you do that, um, I think that's where you see how relaxed I am when I talk to a seller because I know I'm not having to play a game. I know I'm just yeah. talking to them and and having a real conversation, human to human interaction. And I think that's lost nowadays uh, because there is so much out there about, hey, this is I mean, you see some of the books back here on my bookshelf. You know, yeah. you read a book like uh, Never Split the Difference. Uh, yes. Great book. Right. Beautiful book written by a former FBI negotiator. And and I think the problem is instead of taking some of the tips in that and making that a tool in your tool belt, we literally try to replicate what he does step by step along the way. And we become robotic in how we're communicating to another human being about selling a piece of property. Like we have to understand that this is something that we do all day, every day. But for the person that we're talking to, More often than not, this might be one of maybe three or four times in their life they're going to sell a property. And we need to just have a little bit of uh, humanity in our voice on, on how we're communicating with them. And when you do that, I think that's where you see the, the, the conversations are a lot smoother and cleaner for us on our end.